It's the Morgan Evans More or Less Pickleball Podcast coming at you in three, two, one, boom. Today's episode serves to shed some light on the upcoming release of Selkirk's latest engineering masterpiece. Welcome to the Vanguard Special. I know what you're thinking, and I thought the same. The amped line of paddles was a game-changer. How are they going to top that? Well, it's taken a couple of years of research and development. I know I personally started testing prototypes almost a year ago, so I think I'm more excited than anyone. The new line of paddles promise unprecedented levels of speed and consistency, with the star of the show being quad carbon technology. So while we're talking about the nuts and bolts of that, with a man named Ron, Selkirk's chief engineer. I think anyone named Ron just demands respect. Kind of like Bruce. You just can't help but trust him, especially if they're well mustached. I'll also get some feedback from some of the game's top players, including Cammy McGregor, and the Newman Dream Team, Lindsay and Riley. It just wouldn't be the same without a little pickleball trivia, so we'll have another crack at that. And to round things off, I get an independent review from industry pundit Brandon Swanson. Fingers crossed that goes well, huh? It's going to be a good time, so hold on to your hats. It's time to see if the Vanguard delivers. Okay, let's get this Vanguard party started by talking to Mr. Ron Rao, Selkirk's chief engineer. How you doing, mate? Pretty good, yeah. Doing good. You're surviving? Surviving, yeah. Kind of a a culmination of all your podcasts. You've talked about what people are doing. We're pretty much covering that gamut. And then some, (laughs) but it's been, I would say, maybe a little laxed up in North Idaho here. So we get out, we're still playing some pickleball, have been for a while, so it's it's good. Lovely, lovely. And what uh, what paddle are you using at the moment? It's a prototype. Usually I'm always using a prototype, different shape, uh, different design, playing with, uh, you know, different face sheets, cores. It's kind of always something different, which, you know, some sometimes is a disadvantage trying to get used to a paddle. But uh, I think that's the only way you can really get a feel for you know, a lot of the different materials and, and uh, try to make something uh, better. Yeah, I would be concerned if you were the engineer and you didn't actually play. So I'm glad you're uh, out <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny because uh, I I grew up in the, in sort of the cradle of pickleball in the South Puget Sound uh, area, Seattle area, and uh, I used to play. We used to do tournaments uh, in my buddy's uh, driveway, huh. and it, when I was in when I was in middle school. Wow! And so. Yeah, we played. We loved it. We had so much fun. It was, it was one of our definitely one of our favorite sports. And we, you know, got out of there, moved away, and and twenty some odd years later, I'm playing pickleball again and and uh, designing paddles. Oh, it's gone full circle. Quite amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, I guess it was meant to be. It was. Jeez, <laughs> kismet. Yeah. So tell me these uh, these new vanguards. What do you reckon? Game changes? I believe they are. Yeah, I believe they are. And, and the hybrid paddle, the sort of control power aspect, and we really, I think, enhance that for most of the players out there. You're sort of 3-5 uh, and, and under, 4-0 and under. I think that paddle is really something that people are going to put in their hand, and, and it just feels like an extension of your hand. Hmm. 
which is really what we're always trying to achieve. And I think the the quad carbon face sheets, giving you a better uh, dwell time with the ball, the control is just, it's off the charts. Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed when I used the uh, the hybrid. It does feel like the ball is staying on there longer. Now, is that actually happening? Is that just a sound? You know how sound plays a huge role in what a person feels from a product like a pickleball paddle. Sure. Is it an illusion? Are our eyes, are our ears playing tricks on us? Or is, is it actually spending more time on the surface of the uh, the paddle? It, it is spending more time on the surface. Yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a longer dwell time with that material. So it, it does, sometimes the, the audible sound you get is, can be deceiving. But a lot of times, you know, you people talk about pop and, and power and all these attributes. That they're very qualitative that you're trying to, to describe about these paddles. And, you know, like food and, and a lot of things in life, everybody has a different take and a different taste. And, um, you know, I think the hybrid with the control really, I think, appeals to 99% of the, the players out there. And I think... You know, for me, and you know, the way I play, control is everything. I mean, I can try to slam the ball, but without control, you, you've got nothing, really. Yeah, certainly, for sure. So just backing up, dwell time, it, it would seem like that is something that, depending on what you're trying to do, the, do with the ball, can, you know, influence every aspect of what you're doing, whether it be if you're trying to spin the ball more, you know, the ball staying on the paddle, uh, longer is going to allow you to create more spin, much like a tennis racket that is strung at a very low tension has, you know, the ball has a, a greater kind of trampoline effect and allows you to spend more time creating that spin. Is, but it's the same for power. Is it? Is it also to do with the flexibility of the paddle, or is it all to do with the the face and the core relationship? It's. Uh, I would say all of the above. And you, that your tennis sort of analogy, I think, really is 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 good. I think you've kind of nailed it with that because you have that stiffer face sheet layer. You can think about it. I think as sort of flattening the ball. So when the ball is coming towards your paddle and you're redirecting it or tapping it or whatever you're you're going to do with that particular shot that ball once it hits that paddle face is going to kind of stick to some extent it's really a fraction of a second but you're able to kind of impart more spin shape the ball in and direct it really pinpoint accuracy is that what you got out of it morgan i felt like it was something that ticked all the boxes for me i tried the power version as well and i tried it for about a week and a half two weeks and i went back to the hybrid because i did want that slightly larger uh, sweet spot I, I tend to play a fairly high-risk, high-reward game. Half the time, mm -hmm. I'm taking my eye off the ball to watch my opponent, right. and which means the timing of the shot is, is tricky. And I, I like the extra insurance that the added added sweet spot size in the hybrid gave to me. What are the kind of the major things that impact how big a, a sweet spot? You know, that's a buzzword that mm -hmm. gets used in all kinds of products. What is it uh, in your mind that are the main, you know, determining factors? I think the sweet spot really is, you know, there's some some misnomers in the sweet spot, but generally I, I think about it, you know, especially with the hybrid, you've got this very, you know, somewhat of a thicker core. And as you as you increase that thickness uh, in the core, you're getting some more absorption. You're really spreading that sweet spot out. And 
when you pair that with the quad carbon, it sort of magnifies that feel. And you get this area in the paddle, and depending on how you weight it or what silhouette you're playing with, that area where just you hit the ball and you can barely feel it. You know, it Mm. just feels like butter. Yeah, it does have a very consistent um, noise, I've found, Mm -hmm. that when it hits so many different parts of the paddle, and I I do like to use various areas of the paddle, (laughs) the, the sound that it gives off is very consistent in that, you know, because that that lends to uh, to what you're saying. And and audibly, I you know, it's it's quiet. It's a it's a a much quieter paddle than generally most of the paddles uh, I feel that are out there. Which yeah. I think a lot of people, as as you get a little older, uh, advanced age like myself, you know, noise is is uh, it's it's not a good thing. <laughs> So the neighbors are going to like this paddle is what you're saying. The neighbors love it. Yeah, I play in my driveway. I play a lot of skinny singles in my driveway with my brother. And they, you know, they come out, they cheer me on. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, tell me, I'm, I've always been curious. Is there two sweet spots in a pickleball paddle? And when I say that, I'll kind of explain what I mean. I've always noticed that um, if I'm sort of up in the net and I'm looking to block a volley, I get a whole lot more support, I guess. Right. Counterforce, perhaps, is the word. I'm not sure. When I hit it closer to the handle versus closer to the end of the paddle. But I don't get the same kind of power at that kind of area of the paddle if I'm hitting a ground stroke, for example. I I feel like the extra leverage when I contact it a little closer to the end of the paddle, it gives me more power, which would mean that would be a a sweet spot there. Obviously, I I use quite a long paddle. It's, uh, I think, 16 and a half inches or so. uh, Are you still using the the custom spade paddle? Exactly. It's lovely. Pizza shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pronounced pizza peel, but, you know. Pizza peel. I like that. Yeah, popular in the Southern Hemisphere. (laughs) You know, this is going to be known as the new Maxima, so so. we might have to bury the whole pizza peel thing. Maybe we can edit that out. (laughs) I found the Aussies love that Maxima. I give all my Aussie friends, I give them that custom paddle and they love it. Nice. Ah, that's the spirit. So they're waiting. They're waiting for the next iteration. <laughs> Look, I'm excited. I've been bugging Rob. Yeah, I think um, you know, in, in terms of the nodes on the paddle, you know, there's there's a lot going on. The physics of how you're hitting the ball, uh, you, you know, how how tight your grip is. Are you are yeah. you gripping up when you come to do block? You know, some blocking. Are you lowering your uh, hand on the handle mm. when you're driving uh, ground strokes and there's a lot of factors that will create, you know, nodes on the paddle that'll give you that sort of softer feel. Interesting. So when you say nodes, are you saying there there are various kind of points around a, a paddle which are going to feel similar, regardless of if they are, you know, kind of within what would be broadly defined as a sweet spot? Yeah. And these, I mean, the, you know, the shape of that paddle and if we talk about the something like the pizza peel or you know epic or the invicta mm. it's going to have um it's going to have sort of this shape and and different nodes um on the paddle that are going to give you um you know different attributes depending on uh, the angle of the paddle uh your your grip on the paddle and certain certain feel i think overall these nodes are, you know, they're they're there. They're not necessarily uh, uh, changing dramatically, but the 
you know, all the core, the face sheets, the, especially the shape, that's going to kind of determine where these nodes are at. Wow. Okay. This is, uh, I'm learning a lot today. We're going to have to cut all that out. I mean, this is proprietary <laughs> stuff. Come on. <laughs> Very proprietary. Yeah, that's the benefit of these things. They're not live. You can edit as much as they want. So now I'm looking at kind of the specs of these new paddles, and I've noticed that the X5 core is being used for the hybrid. And that was obviously, is it the same X5 core? Uh, that was used for the amp is this a if it ain't broke don't fix it situation exactly yeah it's a it's a solid core we've been using it for years great core great feel you know there are up and coming cores that that um i think we're going to use in the future but this particular core is is great it's it's i think it'll always remain in some way shape or form in a in a selkirk paddle somewhere nice so in the power version it's the x6 that's a denser version of the same core similar core uh the specific gravity is is similar it's obviously thinner nine mil three eighths so it goes back to the the thin core thick core sweet spot as you probably felt when you pizza peeled the thinner pro version Mm. the power is off the charts but the soft buttery feel and the the nodes and the let's say sweet spot we'll call it as people might recognize is is smaller overall so you you know it's a give and take and with everything with properties physical properties of materials you want to go stiffer you want to go softer you want to change something you're always giving up something to get something right there is no i can have my cake and eat it too there's always going to be a compromise not yet morgan but i think potentially we with what we're doing now and the near future i you know, we we may be able to defy physics and yeah and create something that has everything that'd be great well so far you know for me the hybrid versus the power i i did find that i think if i was to record my average ball speed using both of them i would i would probably wager that the average ball speed i was getting out of the hybrid might indeed be more than the power uh, largely because you know i wasn't always hitting the the perfect part of the paddle on the power version Mm -hmm. but it seemed like you know almost regardless of where uh, where I was hitting on the hybrid, the speed I was getting out of it was pretty much the same. Is that something, you know, by design? Is that something where you just stumbled across it and realized, wow, this just feels great across the paddle? Yeah, I mean, the the design or the, the thought that went into the hybrid was, you know, every, every man's and every woman's paddle, kind of the full spectrum of paddles. But, you know, when we were looking at how we could take sort of the amp platform and, and really enhance it. And been going to the quad carbon, we felt was really going to give us that that extra power and also enhance that control. And I think that's really what we've achieved with this Vanguard hybrid paddle. And I think in terms of the power versus the hybrid, when you get to that smaller sweet spot for really advanced players like yourself, you know, hitting that and creating more power with that thinner core, obviously not as forgiving on the on the power paddle, but some players, and, and this goes back to kind of the mechanics, and I can give a, a really super soft, you know, maybe one inch core paddle to, to some of the players I know, and they can absolutely hammer the ball. They'll just destroy it against the ground and, and you know, and vice versa. So I think mechanics, obviously, as you know, play a big part 
into creating power, creating a lot of things, shots with these paddles. But yeah, essentially having yourself creating a similar speed with both paddles, I think maybe you're more comfortable and it's more forgiving as you were referring to with the hybrid. Yeah, I felt like I had a more reliable feeling of of just how much ball speed I was going to get out of the hybrid, whereas the power one, I knew at the top end of the scale, that was the uh, the Bugatti Veyron. Mm. But they're tough to park. You know? <laughs> so according to the USAPA, there's no restrictions on thickness of a paddle. Mm. Is, is the sweet spot, you know, three eighths, five eighths? What, um, in your opinion, is there, you know, where, where's the kind of diminishing returns on, on thickness? Well, I've tried really thick cores and they're pretty amazing in terms of uh, sweet spot, uh, forgiving control, but you're, you're losing pop. You're losing some of that deflection power with certainly with certain different face materials on it. But I think it's a question of how comfortable are you swinging something that's that thick? Uh, obviously, the weight, you can only have so much mass in these paddles, obviously. And, and some people can swing a, a really heavy paddle, but generally getting into that zone of, of comfortability with the overall mass is more difficult with the thicker paddle. But yeah, I think there are some some aspects of those thicker paddles that are you know, pretty exciting. Is it possible to measure swing weight in, in a pickleball paddle? Yes, I think you could. I mean, we're looking at and we've been looking at different sort of radar devices like you ha- they have in golf. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with those. And they you can analyze swing and there's all sorts of things that you can analyze. I think we could probably calculate and analyze the swing weight of the paddle and and a lot of other really cool attributes to help us really kind of drill down in the details of of, uh, how to make these paddles better. Yeah. I mean, for me, that would be a huge advantage. And I think if I was to know that uh, if my paddle comes at eight ounces and I add 0.2 of an ounce in a particular area, that that is now going to make this swing weight um, a certain... Mm -hmm. A certain degree um, and different kind of um, sporting goods use different methods of measuring and a golf your average wedge I think I think my wedges are a d3 and it sort of goes three four five and I think mm-hmm. they see I, I I would have to look it up again but they have a um, you know a measuring system sure. that lets people know what what it's going to be like at the end of the paddle. You know, the cool thing is, and this really goes back to this Selkirk and what they're kind of driving. And, you know, the reason why I joined these guys is, in my mind, you want to kind of standardize the market similar to that, similar to tennis, similar to golf, have a standard where you can really evaluate what's the best paddle for, you know, Morgan Evans and what's the best paddle for these other players that are out there based on the way they play, like golf. And you can sort of customize. So I think my idea is to, to develop like the, what I call the Barnes standard. And then everybody in the market uses it. And that's how people can go in and go, oh, okay, I know what this paddle does. I know all these cool attributes and, and what it gives you. Uh, and this is the kind of player I am. So this is what I need. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think the Barnes brothers would absolutely love if their name uh, became like a Barnes meter. Yeah. You the know? Barnes meter, the Barnes <laughs> standard, you know, they like that. I floated that idea. They, they smile. I can imagine. I'm curious as well, the edge guard, obviously... There's a lot of overlooked parts of a paddle. Um, we we tend to sort of dwell, uh, pun intended, on you know faces and cores. Right. But you know I've seen a lot of different edge guards. I've I've 
seen a lot of different edge guards that come loose and create different sounds and whatnot. Um, some people like edge guards being looser, so it, it gives them a bit more uh, reverberation, I guess. Mm. Vibration, yeah. We're trying to eliminate that. And that, you know, that gets back to the the hybrid, which I think, you know, I find in a lot of people I play with in my sort of local community here, you know, you see the people wearing the, the straps around their, their elbow area, you know, getting the mm. pickleball elbow, tennis elbow, whatever. And I think the hybrid, you know, part of that design was to, to really give those folks uh, something they could swing that's really going to help them with that particular problem. And I, and I think you know, and I don't know if you've experienced, but the, you know, the vibration coming back when you say you miss hit or, you know, your grip is loose and things of that nature really can help with that issue. Certainly. I mean, or they could just go take a lesson and stop hitting their backhand that way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another way to, to resolve that issue too. Yeah. That is a constant question is how heavy should a paddle be for a particular person? And that's obviously different for everybody. Mm-hmm. My typical, my typical advice is you should use the heaviest paddle that you can safely wield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that does and make your arm fall off when you're hitting those overheads. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the more mass, you're going to have more control. As you know, the, the paddle is going to do more of the work, right? For sure. You can have less input um, and have a more you know reliable yeah. shot if it's exactly. something you know made in a warehouse as opposed to made by your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the edge guard is, is, is critical and we're generally going for a tight consolidated paddle that you know the edge guards on there we don't want that reverberation trying to avoid that you know some people like it most people don't like that but yeah it's it's a factor as our grip the material in the in the buildup of the paddle the the butt cap end cap all those things go into play i think and and for the overall feel of the paddle which is important so if one of those is missing the other three can't really uh, make up for it yeah to some extent if one of those is starting to fail in some way shape or form you're going to change the feel of the paddle and it, it's really all about that feel you're getting comfortable the extension of your hand you know you want that to be consistent all the time yeah for sure is it possible for you to kind of explain uh, and if you can't, don't worry. What what the impact of MOI, a moments, a moment of inertia, um, has on a pickleball paddle? In layman's terms, when the ball is is striking the paddle, yeah, how you're transferring the kinetic energy from the paddle face to the ball? Exactly, and and what effect that has on it's called gear effect. I think it's called you know low impacts, high impacts. How that affects the paddle angle. Is that something you're at liberty to discuss? <laughs> uh, probably not that particular question. That's a that's a good question. I've looked at that before. And that part of the design is is thinking about how these different materials would change that, mm. and really that concept and part of what I referred to before, looking at you know different radar technologies to analyze those type of things. That's really kind of drilling into the details, I guess, of you know making a, a really amazing performance out of these some of these paddles. I mean, I deliberately asked that question so that we have something to talk about next time. Oh, next time, yeah. Oh, well, this is like a ten-part series. Oh, definitely. When they told me, uh, yeah, we're just going to cut you know certain parts out and we're going to meld this into a you know a multi-person podcast with with some of these other famous people. You know, I said, well, you know, if I if I can't get my my own podcasts with Morgan on a consistent basis, I'm out. 
you know, I can't do <laughs> That seems fair. Mate, I love talking about the nitty gritty. This stuff. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's know. great. I, I do too. You can really, you can really geek out on this stuff, but it's really getting from this sort of, let's say cottage industry into really a performance, you know, really let's delve into the details because that's, that's where it's going. As you know, I mean, it's people want that. They want to see that. And if we're going to push the boundaries in this industry, that's the kind of activity we need to be doing. Yeah, well, that's what they've always done, and that's what they're continuing to do. So I'm happy to be on board, and I'm sure you are as well. Absolutely. It's uh, a lot of times it doesn't even feel like work, and that's that's kind of the beauty of it. Ah, that's good to hear, mate. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, bud, and let's make sure we do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Morgan. Great talking to you again. All the best. You too, mate. Take care of yourself. Cheers. A lot of good stuff there coming from Ron. Great to dive into the nuts and bolts. Let's uh, let's cut down on some of the syllables here and check in with one of my good friends, Cammy McGregor. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Well, that's good. It helps when you turn the volume on. <laughs> <laughs> that's genius. Oh, technology. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. Uh, I could probably live without it. <laughs> so what's happening? Oh, same old, same old. Just uh, plugging away. I think I seem to spend more time in front of this microphone than on the court these days. But other than that, it's all good. Well, that's good. Well, it could be. I don't know. It depends on the listeners, I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I met a friend of yours the other day. Well, someone you used to tour with, Anna Marie Ruffles. I guess I think it was Fernandez back then. Oh. Fernandez, yeah. Yeah, she's getting into the game. I know she is. Yeah, we just met the other day and I had no idea who she was. I thought, I've never seen this person. She seems like you know, she knows what she's doing and she's going to excel. But someone told me she got to like top 10 or top something or other anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's four sisters and we all grew up together in Palos Verdes and they all were amazing tennis players. Still are. But yeah, Anna Maria, she was tough. She gets into pickleball. She is going to be good. Did you play with her? Yeah, I played against her like two or three times. So I was like, all right, this woman knows something that I don't know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's fun. Um, well, maybe she's been watching you. That's why, you know. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, she was saying her husband is an Aussie. Yeah, Ray Ruffles. Ray Ruffles. That name sounds familiar or famous or famously familiar. I don't know. Yeah, he's just been in the tennis industry just coaching playing he's a good old Aussie good old Aussie yeah I'm sure he's gonna come down to the club and have a couple of beers with us next uh next weekend or tomorrow nice we gotta get you to the desert Cammy. I'm actually coming out next week oh nice coming out for one night play golf so I don't know if you want to play with us yeah sign me up where are you gonna play Shadow Ridge and then Desert Willow oh nice yeah it's a good course and there's only three of you at the moment? Three young ladies. All right. But yeah, I, I need to come out also and play some p-ball. Yeah, I mean, don't feel like you have to, but... To get out of this yard project, I welcome it. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, I guess technically it's kind of your job-ish to play pickleball and, you know, be all professional and... Who knows? It's hard to take it too seriously at the moment with uh, not knowing when a, when a tournament's going to start up again, right? Exactly. Good thing is, is work is opening up. Oh, nice. The cost is going to be starting their small stages. So it looks like we're going to be going back to work in a couple weeks. Well, honeymoon's over. Bad luck. I 
no. <laughs> work, work, work. I wonder if the uh, any of the clients are going to notice that you look like, I don't know, I was really enjoying that holiday. Maybe we could spread some rumors that the, you know, the pandemic's coming back and you can all go home. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, no, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I get back on the court. Good stuff. All right. Well, that kind of brings us to the uh, the main topic. I'm, I'm guessing at some point Rob Barnes might listen to one of these and notice that we're primarily talking about tea times and old friends. <laughs> but we should probably get onto topic. This new paddle. I hear you've had it in your hands for a while. Um, I... A while, actually, I've only probably had it in my hands for a few weeks now. Well, that's a while, and you know, it's all relative. I guess so. Yeah, the Vanguard, it was funny because Rob Barnes texted me and said, I'm sending you a paddle. And I said, oh, okay. I didn't know which one it was going to be. And I had been talking to Rob about if Selkirk was going to be making a thinner paddle. And he said, yeah, we're working on it. So anyways, when he said he's sending me a paddle, I got the package, I opened it up and I just got really, really excited about it (laughs) because there was this black and red S2 Vanguard paddle and in a thin frame. And I just kind of was little giddy about it <laughs> and so i guess my wish came true just the look of it and the feel of it just without even hitting a pickleball was uh felt really really good <laughs> without even hitting one God, that's, uh, without even hitting that's one a, it's incredible you can really you know get a sense for the the consistency and, and the speed of the paddle without even touching a pickleball that's I, I, you I know, know it's amazing <laughs> amazing yeah. My consistency was unbelievable when I, when yeah. I held it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss a shot. No. I feel like I feel like maybe that should be the sort of tagline. If you can't play, just trust us. It's really good. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work for sure. Okay, but you've had a chance to hit with it now, I'm sure. Yeah, I've played with it a bunch since I've gotten it and you know, just first of all, I love the grip of the paddle. It just feels really, really nice in my hands. I'm actually holding it right now. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but plane wise, with the quad carbon, the, the thinner frame, it just is able to give you a lot more pop on the ball, especially when you're driving it. And just the consistency with it being thinner, it is just I feel like I'm a lot more consistent with my third shots. And I, you're arguably the most consistent uh, player on the planet. So, what, I mean, how, how can we get even more consistent than that? I mean, the last time I saw you miss a ball, I think it was during the Reagan administration. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, I didn't know I was that consistent. Um, <laughs> that, that's what people say about you. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate that. <laughs> No, there's like six of us. We I only asked like six people. So, oh, gee, you didn't have to say that. Well, no, it's an important six, though. So, you know, it's it's good. Trust it's better me. Better than five, right? <laughs> right? Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just the Vanguard. You know, I don't know how you feel, but just the Vanguard technology, just um, the consistency and the maneuverability, just faster drives and more pop. You know, off the paddle. You know, when you for those surprise attacks. Yeah. I felt when I tried the power version for the first time that, you know, when it hits that sweet spot, there's nothing like it. The extra pop you get, as long as it's well-directed and uh, you're not in danger of hurting small children, it's <laughs> it, it's uh, it's an, inc- an incredible amount of extra power versus the, um, the previous generation of paddles. So it's an impressive um, 
engineering feat, I would say. But more than that, yeah, how quickly it gets through the air. I found the the thin one. I didn't realize they were going to go that thin because I always thought there's a real sort of trade-off when you start going to that kind of level of thinness. If thinness is a word, leanness. (laughs) But yeah, it looks like they've been able to stiffen it to a point where, you know, you can really get through the air quickly and you know, support a, a a large enough sweet spot to make all that power, you know, still usable. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yeah. With a bigger sweet spot. And like you said, just being a little thinner, it's that paddle head swing that you can generate. You get that pop on it and it's just easy to maneuver. Good stuff. So this is going to add a whole new kind of dimension to your game. You've always been consistent and, and steady in generally all areas of the court. But you do feel like you're going to kind of branch out a little bit now and start you know, taking a few risks. I have to divulge my secrets? Well, I mean, let's face it, it's just you and Jennifer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... Um, she, and she's on the other line. She's listening in, so don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, no, I do. I, I Just playing with this paddle for the last few weeks, I feel really confident. Definite change in my game and definitely looking to pull the trigger a little bit more than I am you know, have in the past. So I'm ready for... Uh, ready for some tournaments to start up and see see what happens. Yeah, I guess that's the only problem with this release. You know, without the tournaments, or the known tournaments anyway, you're out there, you know, wanting champion at the bit <laughs> to... Uh, to get out there and use it in in competition but um you know we're all all dressed up with nowhere to go yeah it's, definitely. Uh, but hopefully that'll that'll change soon and we can all have a good time uh, on the practice courts with them so are you using the vanguard and the? So i'm actually using the hybrid version okay i tried them both and they both have real pros and cons but i felt like for me uh, i needed a little bit of extra sweet spot size the maxima is obviously a thinner paddle it's a longer thinner paddle and for me, I, I wanted you know the added um, insurance of a, a bigger sweet spot. I did find with the hybrid, compared to the amped line, it did have a you know a substantially bigger sweet spot, and I was prepared to give up you know just a little bit of extra power, you know, to have more comfort over dinks and. A lot of the kind of the transitional block volleys. That's the one where you know I need to be more solid. And I'm not likely to be able to be able to overpower, you know, most of the kinds of people I'm playing against, even if uh, if I did use the, you know, the power version you know, from that part of the court, you know, it's it's still worthwhile playing a higher percentage shot for me personally, you know, you know I'm 142 pounds wet and uh, it's not it's not so easy to, to deal with the, the Ben Johns and the Matt Wrights from a transitional area. So I wanted something that is going to be a bit more versatile. And I found that uh, I would say the average power for me, because I do like to use the vast majority of the paddle face. You know, I'm not one of those people that, you know, restricts myself just to the sweet spot. I like to really utilize a lot of the different areas, except for the handle. That's not great. (laughs) But (laughs) I want the whole thing to work for me. You know, you got that whole paddle, you might as well, you know, use most of it. I almost bought a Selkirk paddle the other day, and I had to stop myself. I just, you know how when shops start reopening, and you're like, oh my god, I can get, I can go out and buy stuff again. (laughs) You just, it was weird, like, consumerism, I, I was never one of those kinds of people that just liked buying all kinds of stuff, but... 
as soon as I was able to do it again, well, as soon as it was taken away from me and, and now reopened in Riverside County, where we're pretty open now, I just wanted to go out and buy stuff. And one of them was a Selkirk paddle. But I stopped myself short and <laughs> just called Rob instead. Well, um, I understand that that uh, ambition to want to start, you know, spending and going crazy, and things are changing. So it's it's good time. It's good times. Well, that reminds me. Have did you get your hair cut? I remember we we spoke on the phone uh, for the one of the recent podcasts, and the, the main issue was uh, hairstyling. Have you managed to spend some money on that? Guess what, Morgan? Tell me. As of yesterday. <gasps> You got it cut yesterday. I did. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It was a big weight, you know, lifted. <laughs> Literally, I imagine. Literally, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite happy. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I, I now, you know, when I shake my head, it's not, you know, going everywhere. So, and for me to have long hair, if you guys, you know, know me, I've always had, have had somewhat short hair, so... Yeah, it it was um it was long for me. You know, I almost had it in a ponytail. Ah, <gasps> no, we yes. no one would no one would recognize you. I know. Some people say keep it long. I said no, it's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me about it, sister. Jeez, you're preaching to the choir here. I've almost got one millimeter going on the back of my head here. Yeah, I remember you saying that. <laughs> But shoot, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to getting some, you know, Vanguard play with you and yeah, and rest of our little Selkirk clan. Yeah, it's a good bunch of people. It's a good clan. Kimmy out there and Karen, and it'll be good times. Beautiful. Well, I look forward to it, Cammy. Thank you so much for your feedback. Really hoping this launch is going to be as successful as it should be in these, these interesting times we live in. And I'm sure that the... Uh, the new Vanguard is going to prove wonders. I, I think it's going to definitely. And I also want to say that the Selkirk marketing team is, to me, just a, they do an amazing job about promoting the product. And the way they promoted the Vanguard was pretty spectacular. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm actually looking at the brochure right now. And honestly, I, I think every word is spelled correctly. And that's that in itself is a real feat so my hat's off to them absolutely um, i need them for for our website <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. i'm looking exactly and uh, like the they still use the x5 honeycomb poly core now i'm curious if bmw know that their uh, suv is being used to propel uh, pickleballs around the, the world really yeah you wonder mm. might be some patent issues there who knows Shh. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. It was fun, Morgan. Always good talking to you, mate. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. And I'll see you on the uh, the course next Wednesday. Is it going to be good? Yeah. So let me know. Perfect. Beautiful. All right. See you, bud. We'll speak to you soon. Cheers. As always, great to catch up with Cammy and see what she had to say about the new Vanguard. Let's cross over now to Selkirk's mixed doubles dream team, the Newmans, Lindsay and Riley. So the Mark VI, you too, getting your own paddle. It's exciting, isn't it? Woohoo! We are excited. We're pumped. Yeah, I mean, we've always we've always kind of wanted our own signature paddle, and now that you know Selkirk has kind of 
listen to us a little bit and, so, and it's super exciting and i'm so pumped yeah i mean more than listen to you guys are running the show jeez <laughs> i wish that's you morgan <laughs> basically the backbones of the organization <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> tell me you know obviously you've played with the vanguard uh, for well, at least a couple of weeks a month or more how long have you had it in your hands uh i think we were at a family vacation a couple of weeks ago in Chelan and uh, Rob and Mike and some other team members came out. And that's when I think we got the official paddle. Um, we were playing with like kind of a, the all black demo paddle before. So uh, we were playing with the all black demo one for a little bit. And then more recently uh, within the last couple of weeks, we got, you know, the mock six um, in our hands and, uh, that was, yeah, probably two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I I tell you, I saw it uh, firsthand probably three or four weeks ago. A friend of mine came to the courts and he had it uh, for testing. And I tell you, it looks like sex within an edge guard, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. I mean, it's like, because I have my Epic and then I have the Mach 6 right next to me. And like, you can tell the Epic was pretty thick around the core. And then this Mach 6 is obviously a lot thinner and the pop that I is uh pretty stinking fun to hit with i'll tell you that yeah even the design like the face of it looks really really cool and super kind of fierce and intense and they did a really good job on the design and um i think we're gonna go in one of these days and kind of put our own personal touches on it which for us will be super fun because of course we've never done anything like that before for sure um yeah so yeah, we're just all around looking forward to it. Some people are saying it's almost as sexy as the Maxima. Um, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it comes in a close second close, place. Very, that's very for close sure. second. Yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a nice paddle. Um, I know Riley's playing with the power version, Ooh. which, like he was talking about, has that like skinnier core, and then I have the hybrid, okay, which has the little bit thicker core, but. I think what they both do really well is, you know, you, you're still getting a lot of power and you're still getting a ton of spin and control with the, with the paddle. So I think that's what we're most excited for. And combining all of that with the longer handle for the two-handed backhands is already taking our game to, to the next level. And we haven't even really played any serious tournaments with it yet. It's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how quickly it's adopted by the masses. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be one of those paddles, certainly for Selkirk, that really inspires people to try the two-handed backhand. I mean, you, t- mm-hmm. you, you two have been kind of, um, you know, the poster children for, for two-handed backhands for uh, for a while mm-hmm. now. You, you know, you both kind of use it to an extent that hasn't really been seen so much before. Um, have you, have you noticed, have you noticed that kind of the sort of leverage, um, you're able to, you know, use now with that longer handle and the kind of different fulcrum point, um, that it has, has it made a, you know, a significant difference for you? Right. I mean, even like playing with the Epic, I was having to go a couple fingers up on the paddle with that second hand, but now with the Mach 6, I'm able to comfortably put two hands on the handle and still, you know, rip that two-handed backhand with ease. But also, it's like, it's kind of shaped like a tennis racket as well. So I think a lot of players coming over to pickleball, you know, like that tennis shape yeah. with the elongated paddle. So it's really got a lot of benefits working for the Mach 6. We were actually noticing, too, when we were hitting with it. I think when we were hitting with other paddles, you know, previously, we felt like we were so defense-oriented. One, because that's kind of our style, but two, because 
that fit our game with the paddle we were using at the time. But with these paddles, these Mach 6s coming out, you know, we're able to now not even play like some really good defense, but now taking our game to a kind of a whole nother dimension by being really now offense oriented. And I know we've talked with you, Morgan, before about, you know, coming out of our shell a little bit, not being just that really good defensive team, but Mm. also, you know, putting more pressure on our opponents and being more of like an attackable team. And, you know, with these paddles, they're able to provide so much more power and give us kind of the confidence to to ball out a little bit more than maybe we had in the past. Oh, I like it. We're going to add those words to the to the marketing spiel, ball out. That's it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ball out. We like it. That's awesome. That's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see where it sort of takes your game um, mm-hmm. and how how well you can transition from, you know, the the team that was obviously very much looked at as every team is going to have to work so hard to get a point off you in terms of um, how how good your defense and counterpunching is. Um, but if you now have something in your hands whereby, you know, you can really take the gloves off and you know you'll, you'll have the kind of power, you know, speed to execute that first punch, how's, how's that really going to change the dynamic of, of the team? And unfortunately, I, I, when I think about this long enough, you so often your matches turn out into kind of a war of attrition and you grind people down with mm-hmm. your unshakable will right. um, to be on the court for three hours if it needs to be. Yeah. So if, if you two go out there and pull the triggers you know, earlier and earlier, I think you're going to find that, yes, you'll have success and you'll learn over the next couple of years how well you can be the initiator initiators of attacks but it's going to it's going to be straying from your original kind of you know what sort of got you to the dance so it's going to be super exciting for me as a coach to see how well you can adapt your games around this newfound ability to you know potentially put the ball away in one or two strikes as opposed to six or seven yeah well we were noticing too when i mean when we're drilling even with each other or you know playing rec games after coaching or teaching or whatever it is you know, even we've noticed it immediately that, you know, even though we don't mind doing the 50, 80, 100 point shot rallies that we're, I guess, kind of known to do, you know, even though we don't mind doing those, we're now able, like you said, to, to end points quicker, to start kind of the battle a little bit earlier than maybe we were used to before because we have this paddle that allows us to do that and to put away shots and not feel like we're swinging for the fences to try to get the ball you know, low and hard at, you know, opponent's feet. We're now, you know, swinging with maybe only 50 or 70% capacity and the balls are just zooming right past our opponent. So it's a really good feeling. Right. And even like more times, more times than not, like we'll usually start the rally with like a third shot drop, you know, never really super comfortable of like, you know, hitting through our opponents. But now with this extra pop with the paddle now, you know, more times than not, I'm actually driving my third shot you know, and looking to be aggressive coming in and then, you know, finishing points a lot earlier with this added, um, you know, power. So it's just going to change our games. It's going to give our opponents different looks. We're not just going to be, you know, defense or soft oriented. We're now going to be able to, you know, bring the fire to them. <laughs> Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's, a, it's an exciting time to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Hopefully when I, when I see that first packaging come with my, 
Riley Newman picture on it, I mean, that's going to bring a smile to my face. Oh, you think they're actually going to put your your face on the paddle? You know, that, that, that... Well, hopefully hopefully it'll be mine and then Lindsay's in the background. Oh, but... I see. Oh, but, come on. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. I feel like she's still older, right? Oh, uh, still older, still wiser, yeah. still better looking, all of the above. Yeah, you're ticking all the boxes there, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Very good. Um, all right. So you talked about you know driving third balls. Do you think it's uh, something that you know a lot of teams when they do drive, they're often just trying to get themselves a an easier ball to then play mm-hmm. you know another third shot drop off. Um, right. Do you feel like you'll go as far as driving um, and looking to clean up with a, a follow up attacking volley, or would you are you more likely to still be kind of you know, in that transitional area, um, wanting to play, you know, a better drop and a more aggressive drop, perhaps? Yeah, I think it's probably a combination of both. Um, but I think more times than not, it would be pretty rare that like, you know, either Lindsay and I would drive a third and then come in super aggressive with like a, a finishing volley. Um, but now I think it's totally in the realm of possibilities where we're hitting a hard third and then now we're coming in and finishing points with that fifth. Or if we can't get all the way to a finishing volley, well, then that fifth shot drop, we're going to be, you know, in the middle of the court or even close to the kitchen to just play a softer shot. But just, you know, our range of, of playability is just going to be there with the Mach 6. Nice. Yeah, you're almost selling me on the Mach 6, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm really behind the maximum. <laughs> I see a maximum in the picture, Morgan, but I think we'll have to change it to a Mach 6 instead. Mach, Mach Sixima, maybe? No, maybe there's, we maybe there's oh, one of those. In there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I've got mine's got a long handle too. It's a game changer. I like it. And Love and it. a rounded head, very much similar to the shape of my head. I think that's where they got inspiration. Makes sense. <laughs> they they wanted your pretty face all over it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, you too. You always say all the right words. Oh, all, <laughs> all the time. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to get you out to the desert here, uh, and we'll do like a little weekend long camp of deception because I, I want you to you two to be attacking but i, I mm-hmm. want you to do it with a little bit of disguise as well what do you think i love mm-hmm. that let us know send us the invite beautiful well thank you both so much for your time uh this has been well it's just been a lovely review um uh, i'm already a big fan of the mark six and the whole vanguard lineup but uh now even more so Yes, we are too. I think the Mach 6 power and hybrid versions are coming out in September. So um, people will have to be by their computers and on the phone being ready to order those uh, first few that come out. It's going to be one of those situations, I'm sure. of it. The first, you know, 500 people that are quick enough with a mouse manage to get uh, get one of them. And unfortunately, if you're not... And you're going to be left behind. But also, you know, we're going to... Lindsay and I are going to definitely create some... uh, some sexy signature colors Ooh. that all the people enjoy. Um, we're going to definitely make it our own and just uh, make this look snazzy as possible. Yeah. Snazzy as possible. Lindsay, what's your favorite color? Ooh, you know, I'm into like the ocean tones, like the kind of the light uh, coral blue, kind Ooh, of the yeah. teal blue. I like, I'm, I'm liking the blue color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that's a calming. There's a calming effect. I can see that. Very nice. Riley, what about you, mate? Well, actually, I love the regal black Selkirk paddles when they made those for the last U.S. Open. Oh, yeah. Black and gold. Um, It was really fresh looking. So maybe a Mm. a similar hybrid to that. But also I love wearing the color red uh, coming back Mm. to my college days. 
Um, so maybe like the little red, black, gold, or you know, we'll definitely okay. work. It. As you can tell, we're still we're still thinking of our um, precious designs here. It's still a work in progress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think both of those look uh, they sound sharp. And tell me, what's what's on next on the table for you two? What's the next tournament? Uh, well, obviously, we're all kind of hoping and waiting uh, that something comes through completely. Are you? Uh, do you think the the one in Newport in August is going to happen? Well, yeah, I think I think there's one before that. Um, there's oh wow! The Denver tournament. It's called the Rocky Mountain Classic. It's oh yeah the, the first weekend of August that. Right now is on the books for I haven't got that email in the morning saying, you know, it's been canceled due to COVID. So hopefully that email never arrives. So that's the first on the on the tournament docket for the Newmans. Perfect. And we're actually supposed to be hosting and teaching some clinics there too. So hopefully we can teach some clinics and then uh, Riley will be playing in the tournament in men's doubles. And then we're going to end up going to Bend, Oregon uh later in the weekend to do a little exhibition style round robin tournament so okay it's looking pretty busy for the newman clan yeah so it's not too long and it's you know back to business as usual we need it we're yeah, missing that's it. how we like it well the game of pickleball is better for it so it's uh, we're all hopeful that you two are back out there making us proud Oh, we want to be. Trust us. Yep. We're excited. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to love you and leave you. And uh, we'll look forward to speaking again soon. Thank you so much for your time, your words of wisdom about the new Vanguard Mark 6. Thank you, Morgan. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Take it easy. Cheers. As always, wonderful to talk to the Newmans. They seem to be very excited about the new Mark 6 Vanguard. We're going to take a brief break here from reviews and first impressions for a little pickleball trivia. Welcome to Pickleball Trivia. I've got a couple of contestants on the line ready to do battle. Firstly, we've got Irene Ma from Port Moody, Canada. How are you doing, Irene? I'm doing well. Thank you, Morgan. How are you? I'm doing very well. Enjoying having you on the show already. Thank you. Your opponent today is none other than Mr. Keith Ramos from Puerto Rico. Uh, Keith, how you doing, bud? Doing great. Thank you. Excellent. I think so far you're our first uh, Puerto Rican uh, contestant. Wonderful. <laughs> great. I hope uh, hope you do them do them proud. I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Irene is going to be contestant number one. She's going to start off with the serve. I'm going to ask her a very simple question. I'm going to try to ask her a simple question. Uh, they're going to get progressively more difficult, Irene. Don't okay. you worry. Oh, okay, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> if you <laughs> if you get the uh, question right, then you will continue to serve and score points. If you get it wrong, however or you choose to pass, then Keith will have a chance to answer that question, steal the point, and take the serve. Okay. Now, based on recent performances, and I'm certainly not going to mention any any contestant names, but we are implementing a new rule called the double fault. That means if you have the serve and you get the question wrong, and your opponent also gets the question wrong, you cannot get another question wrong. So you'll only get uh, two chances there, in which time your opponent will have the serve and a chance to score points. First player to get to five points will win the bragging rights and a priceless, uh, although largely, most likely a $20 gift card from Selkirk. Awesome. 
<laughs> Are you ready to rumble? Oh, I think so. I feel like I'm in a tournament now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, the pressure is going to get to you. Isn't it? I hope it you is. I hope you don't buckle. <laughs> <laughs> Irene, you are starting off. Okay. Here we go. Alex Hamner won the Women's Open at the Nationals with which longtime partner? Oh, that would be Jennifer LaCour. That would be Jennifer LaCour. Congratulations. Thank you. You are off to the races. Now, Keith, you're not nervous, are you? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking I should have been watching more tournaments on Facebook. <laughs> well, that was uh, 2014, so don't worry. It was a while ago. Oh, I didn't know what pickleball was back then. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it is right now. Don't worry. It's, uh, it's all up in the air. <laughs> all right, Irene, question number two. True or false, there are no limits to the amount of referee timeouts during the game. True. That is true. Oh, look at you. Ooh, <laughs> lucky <Yeah>. guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know some stuff. Good job. All right, on to question three. What year was the USAPA formed? Oh. I know you're up there in Canada, but uh, they got this little thing called the USAPA. I like to call it USAPA. But no one's really biting on that, so. <laughs> 1982? 1982. Uh, that is not even close. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. Fortunately, that is incorrect. That means, Keith, you have a chance to steal the point. Oh, dear. What do you, what do you got for me? I'll say 2005. 2005. Look at you. Just enough time to Google it. Good job, bud. <laughs> I'm impressed. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw, uh, it was a, that was a wild guess and I was worried I was like, he's going to cost my ambassadorship with these questions <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no you're good you're, you've, done, you've done great well done you're on the board right now uh, Irene is in the lead two points to one but you have the serve so you've got a good chance to run with this you're ready, ready for your next question okay it's fun to feel good is the slogan to which new health supplement company uh, Jigsaw Health Jigsaw Health, good man. Look at you, leveling the scores. All right. Very nice. Okay. Next question. To complete an eight-team double elimination event, what is the minimum amount of matches that need to be completed? Is it A, 8, B, 14, or C, 17? Now, uh, bear in mind, this isn't for, you know, this isn't like one team needs to play this amount of matches. This is the whole event. Okay. To complete an eight-team double elimination event, what is the minimum amount of matches that must be played? Is it A, 8, B, 14, or C, 17? It's 14. That is correct. Hey, good oh. job. Did you, did, you, did you do math in your head? I'm trying to. <laughs> huh, well done. No one's ever done math in their head in the last 20 years. That's great. Okay, Keith, your next question in 2018, Tyson McGuffin won the men's pro doubles at the Tournament of Champions with which player? Oh, I didn't know what pickleball was back then either. Um, mm. Let me see. Uh, Adam Stone. That is incorrect. Unfortunately, that means, Irene, you have a chance. Okay. Would it be Morgan Evans? Come on. <laughs> Jeez, oh. Irene. 
Oh. Oh. I mean that that would have been <laughs> that would have so been bad. you know pretty much a self serving <laughs> question if I had done that, which is not beyond me. I might put that in there, but no, it wasn't me. <laughs> Don't worry, Irene. Almost almost up saying oh. that. Too, <laughs> no, the answer was Back to you, The answer was Mr. Matt Goebel Oh, Matt Goebel Alright, so Keith keeps the serve Jack Bandel is known in Pickleball for doing what? Nasty Nelson That is incorrect, unfortunately So, that means Irene Whether you get this, whether you get this one right or not oh, no. You will get the serve Because oh. Keith has answered incorrect twice okay. in a row As the server So Irene, yes. this is whether or not you get the point or not Oh dear, that's a lot of pressure I have no clue Starting a pickleball tournament? No, he is the man who does the paddle reviews He's the paddle review guy Wow, these are really tough questions They're really not supposed to be Um <laughs> It's all relative, really, isn't it? Okay. All right. But the good news is, Irene, you managed to steal the serve anyway. Oh, wow. This flightless bird and pickle was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, my goodness. A flightless bird? Can you repeat the question? Come come on, Irene. Help me. Help me on this one. This flightless bird and pickle was born in Kansas City, Missouri. What? Pickle? Oh, Okay. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Irene. If you don't get this, I think there's a very good chance Keith is going to get it. Okay, go 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 for it, Keith. Chicken, chicken and pickle. There we go. Oh, come on! Of course, oh, of course. Was, is that D's tournament? It's I don't know. Who runs it? Maybe Davidson. D Davidson's tournament. It's possible, but chicken and pickle. Oh. How many flightless birds are involved in pickleball? <laughs> Yeah. I've never heard it called that. Uh, well, it, We're from Canada. Okay, but, all right. So, do they your chickens chicken, do so. your chickens fly up there? I don't think so. <laughs> no. We got some very special chickens if they do. In which case, I will <laughs> rephrase the whole question. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Keith, you have four points, mate. Oh, you're no uh, you're going for no the win boy. right here. No pressure. <laughs> which male pro player has the nickname Bubba? No, no, no. All right, no answer there. Irene, you got a chance to steal it. Oh, my goodness. Um, Bubba Davis? Bubba Davis? That's the that's the answer you're going with, Bubba Davis? Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Remember, bu- bu- Bubba is the nickname. No. Let's just go with Ulta. I don't even know his last name, though. <laughs> you mean you mean Ulta Merchant? Yes. Okay, no, it's not that. It is Ran- Randall Zabinden. Oh, I know him. All right, that means, Keith, you keep the serve. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 3500 Thomason Drive is the street address for which major tournament venue? U.S. Open. Congratulations, that is correct. <gasps> Keith, oh. you've pulled it out just over the line. Oh. Things, I was trying to get embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I need to watch more <laughs> oh Facebook gosh. pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, congratulations, Keith. You you do for sure, but the important thing is you pulled out the win. Irene, you didn't quite get there. It was a valiant effort. Oh, I started off well, but You did. God, yeah, I thought maybe we were pitching a shutout there. <laughs> I was hoping. Oh, well, as long as you had fun. Irene, you always have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of pressure, though. A lot of pressure, yeah, for sure. This, this is, uh, you know, this is basically your fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. 
Hey, we'll try and edit it to make you both sound much better, don't you? Wade? Thank you. Thanks, Morgan. No worries. All right, guys. Well, you take care of yourselves. Make sure you dink that third ball. And hopefully, we'll see you on the court soon. Cheers. Well, I think we can all agree it's a fantastic bout of trivia. Well played, you two. Well played. Okay, moving on to our last guest. This is for an independent review from the self-proclaimed paddle geek, Mr. Brandon Swanson. How you doing, mate? <laughs> hey, Morgan. How are you? Good, good. Not too bad. So you've uh, you've been trying out the new Invicta Vanguard uh, hybrid version, I believe. How's it uh, How's it feeling in your hands these days? Yeah. So I mean, first off, I think the Invicta shape is is a classic. Of course, you know it's kind of a culmination of some of their other paddles. You know, and it's well, you've been using it as well, actually, right? The uh, the Invicta shape for uh, for a while now. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I started with it. Uh, I think it was the just after the Atlanta tournament last year. Okay. Um, so I had at least six or seven months or so using it in tournament play. But since then, we've been working on the uh, the next generation Maxima. So I'm using that at the moment, and I'm loving it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's exciting news. Yeah, it's going to break the internet as soon as the first images are out there, almost certainly. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of already broke my brain just now when you when you said that. You should have prepared me. Um, I should have. I should have. Now, That's true. Now the rest of this is just rubbish. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, Tyson's been using that shape, and now you're going to probably say, "Well, he's using something else." But uh, he's, you know, that Invictus shape is is just a been a huge success for Selkirk. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Yeah. You know, starting there, um, I think that's just a, a a natural choice for you know that first introduction to the uh, Vanguard line. I'll just mention that there's a new grip that I think is very stunning, and I think people will really like it. I do. So that's that's one thing I noticed straight off the bat. Um, you know, some some new edging that's that's very sharp and elegant. Um, yeah. Just all around, first impression was this is a just an incredible aesthetic to the paddle. But beyond that, this is truly a player's pickleball paddle in that I think it's very consistent. The sweet spot is, you know, and I've, I've tested many, many paddles for Paddle Geek at this point, my, um, my uh, mm. YouTube and Facebook review page. And it's uh, quite honestly, and often you hear that from manufacturers like, oh, it's got a huge sweet spot. Everyone says that and it gets kind of, <laughs> you know, it, you hear it all the time, but it gets and it gets a little lost, a little meaningless for folks. But yeah truly this one is above average and i think it really performs well out on the edges of the paddle more and again i can't mention too much right now but just the facing that they are using for this paddle is something special and i think that contributes to that larger sweet spot would you agree yeah yeah so i mean part of um, what we're doing here uh you know i'm interviewing a bunch of people mm -hmm. um engineers other players yourself obviously um, and one of the things that you know is is known about the paddle is the the kind of new technology, uh, this quad carbon um, technology used on the face of the paddle. Um, it, that seems to be the difference maker. And in, in talking with the engineer Ron, um, you know, it was, all, it was all about creating the maximum amount of dwell time. When you when you talk about feel and something like that, so much of it is sound, um, but often as well, just how much time the ball feels like it's spending on the paddle um 
it makes it makes a difference, and it you know I think it, they've done a good job of expanding that that sweet spot. So that's sort of what you're getting a sense of there um, when you feel like, and I I, I can attest to the same. Um, it does seem like whether you're hitting it you know an inch or so from the guard or it's in the exact same sweet spot you're getting a pretty familiar sort of sound um and outcome the kind of average ball speed i'm I'm enjoying certainly um testing it out so i'm glad you uh i'm glad you picked up on that yeah and what uh can i ask what weight you are you're using or what weight do you typically use and what are you testing now so i'm usually around about 8.1 to 8.3 um, mm-hmm. I've actually been testing a little bit with uh, reducing the grip size and adding some extra to the head, but it's coming out around about 8, 8.1, but quite a lot more head heavy than normal. And I'm just kind of playing around with that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm undecided of what sort of weight I need for this from this particular paddle. Um, I will experiment. I love tinkering. I'm one of those tinkering kind of people um gives me something to do i imagine you're kind of in a similar in a similar boat uh yes yeah definitely and you know like i immediately i hit with it a little bit and then lead tape went on hit some more lead tape came off (laughs) you know and just like kind of played with different weightings and um you know like for me honestly i i like a little bit of a heavy paddle and so i kind of for you know, I think the Invicta is a very balanced paddle, which is great mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, I think the majority of players, but you know, for me, uh, from a tennis background, I've always kind of liked thing, my paddles a little head heavy. So I, I tend to weight them just a little bit at the more on the end of the paddle and on the sides just a bit. Yeah. And then, but that changes it tremendously. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that boat too, trying to figure out where where i'd like this one to be exactly so well that's the it's the benefit of uh, and the magic of lead you know i like that when you go on and you buy a paddle from the selkirk website they let you kind of choose and you you can uh, request you know you can request a nine and a half ounce paddle if you want which is kind of fun yeah yeah i noticed that <laughs> i was looking at that the other day because a friend was asking about a selkirk paddle and i was trying to find him just the right one and i noticed they went all the way up to nine and a half and i'm like what kind of behemoth would swing this thing <laughs> you know and you know i i you know i i okay. tend to use an 8.4 um so it's not light but i know there's pros like um yeah tyson i think uses nine ben uses nine around there so it just depends on the, the person i think you know having a nice sable um weight that doesn't fatigue you too much i think yeah. is the key i think people often underestimate what extra weight in a paddle does to you over an entire day of play you know it might seem like well it's only another half an ounce or something like that mm. but the swing weight um and how it changes that when you add it to, at certain locations um and the fact that you're constantly trying to keep it up in the right position mm-hmm. swinging it as hard as you can or need to for particular shots it all takes a toll and it's not um it's not meaningless by any stretch of the imagination yep right and you know that's why i I tell people if they're going to go up and wait and i do you often tell people to go up and wait a little bit from where they are not obviously always but you know for so long we heard lightweight lightweight Mm. you know from everyone but i just think that doesn't serve most people um well so i but i tell people to go up slowly with weight not to go crazy and yeah you know, add six out, go up six ounces overnight. You know, you got to add slowly, especially if you're playing often, like you mentioned. And so many of us pickleball players, let's be honest, we go out, we go out there and we play for, you know, <laughs> two to f- three to 
seven hours at a time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, not a, unheard of. That's this crazy addiction. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> you need to find a paddle that's going to you know, feed your addiction in the, in, in the right way and not create, uh, create an injury. Yeah. So I love the stealth factor of this paddle. It's one of the quietest paddles I've played with, oh, oh, I think. And it's just a, you know, it's a satisfying just kind of thunk, but it's not pitchy. You know, it's, and that, that, that stuff matters. You know, that, those, those mm. psychological factors matter to people. Mm. You've got to just personally connect with all the kind of sensations of using a pickleball paddle, I think. And so I know for me personally, I can't say much more than this, but I'll, I'll mention there are other iterations that I am I'm very much looking forward to other paddles within the the, in, the Vanguard line. But I believe is am I wrong in saying that the Avedo will be the first one released? Uh, I believe that there'll be three uh, released. They're, they're going to keep three in in the back uh, for later release. But the first three that come out, I believe, are the Invicta, uh, the Epic, and the S2. Those are their kind of more classic shapes. I mean, Invicta, obviously, uh, a bit longer. Sure. But S2 and Epic are more of your traditional yep. shapes that uh, that do pretty well in the market. Um, I believe the a little later on down the track they'll have some more boutique sort of shapes. Um, the Maxima will be one of them. The Omni, um, and I believe the Mark mm. Six. That'll be interesting. That's uh, yeah. That's kind of like a long handled version oh, of the Invicta. Quite similar um, head shape, but yeah. with extra length in the handle for those that are, you know looking for that um, uh, the two handed backhand to play a role. And that's and that's kind of like a a bit of a love child of the. Uh, the the Lindsay and Riley Newman clan. Mm, the defensive dynamo. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's what I dubbed them when I watched <laughs> them in Hawaii play. There, yeah. there's hardly more exciting players to watch than Lindsay and uh, and Riley right now. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, it's great, <laughs> isn't it? It's um, and we, I was just talking with them today about their their game, and they're feeling like with these new paddles, they're they're going to be trying to take the gloves off, oh dear. And play a more more offensive game. So, um, uh, and I, you know, I'm curious how that's going to work because you know what got them to the dance is the is their incredible defense. There's a lot of players out there that like to you know throw the first punch, right. and they typically feed off that so well. Yeah, you know, there that is true. But, you know, I've seen the, the times late, and I'm going to reference Hawaii again, you know, watching Tyson and Riley play. What I loved seeing, and I want to see um, more of this. Actually, I, I offered to, I, I hope I'm not like, I wasn't like stepping on your toes. I know you're the coach of Team Selkirk, but I said, <laughs> hey, Newmans, I, uh, I have some advice for you. Fully knowing that, like, how insulting that was to just start <laughs> that way. Um, I thought, what the heck? <laughs> they're, they're kind of, they're kind of friends of mine. And, uh, and I, uh, you know, I said, you know, I think, quite honestly, I think Riley is at his best when he's kind of created, when they're creating chaos, when Riley's curating that chaos on the court, mm. those are the times that I've seen them just like, just dominate. That's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a play style that's sustainable for an entire day, but you know, there's at times when I've seen Riley take over, um, it's been <laughs> a, a, something to behold. Yeah. It is pretty impressive how, how, quickly he can move laterally mm -hmm. um and squash those balls with that uh almost a semi-western grip mm. you know and as a team they just know each other's roles so well there's no other team out there i feel that can kind of fill in the gaps for each other when when they move into certain positions they just in you know instinctively know where they've got to be 
it's not fair. I feel I feel like their family yeah, connection. Right? There's somehow their ESP or something because they don't talk. Yeah, you know they're just yeah. they're just. <laughs> That's true. They really they don't like talking. <laughs> I mean, I get the same sort of sense often um, watching The Waters. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, Lee and Anna Lee. They, you know, obviously, it's the same situation. They they spend all their time training together, um, and they just know each other's movements so so well that uh, you know it's all very almost precognitive. Yeah, and and they right. won nationals last Lucky year. People, <laughs> that looks like it's working for them. So maybe that's the key: just be related to your partner, mm. and you got a good chance. So. I, yeah, after this call, I'm going to have to make some other calls and convince. Um, <laughs> I mean, my siblings are are, are gifted athletically. Um, I'll give them a few months. I'll say, you know, you've got. You, I know you haven't picked up a paddle yet, but <laughs> I think we can do this. And yeah. I mean, the Johns brothers, look at them. Oh my god, I mean, yeah, that's going to be tough to beat. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Certainly. All right. So now, earlier on, you mentioned that you felt like this Vanguard, the Invicta version you've got, especially, is a is a player's paddle. Is there a kind of player in particular do you feel like this would suit uh, more than anyone else, or is it kind of you think it's a kind of a jack of all trades? I think you know between honestly the two the two versions that I really like. I am excited, quite honestly, for the S two shape to be coming out as well because i would say the s2 would even fit in that role even more so like if you're not sure of a shape you know that you want for a pickleball paddle that's generally the one that i put in somebody's hand i'm like you won't go wrong with this Mm. um the invicta i think does serve more of an attack style player a little bit more Mm. you've got that reach you've got leverage you can get more power out of it you can get more spin out of it on Mm. on serves especially are very very fun with this new vanguard um I get a, I can get a tremendous, I don't know about you, but I get a tremendous amount of spin um, with it. And I think it's because of that, that added dwell time you mentioned. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the long lever of the Invicta, um, it's not max length like the Maxima, but it's close. And that extra, you know, it's longer than, than most people's paddles, although that's shifting rapidly in the market. And the Maxima now is, is coming down a third of an inch, almost a half an inch. Uh, so can we call it the Maxima anymore? Uh, well, okay, so so yes and no. Yes <laughs> is is the short answer because it's still maximi it's still Ooh, okay. maxing out the possible dimensions. Ah. So you know, the, the length plus width is still coming out okay, to twenty four. Um so in a sense I'll I'll yeah. accept that. That that's fair. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good man, I appreciate that. <laughs> so no that's that's an exciting paddle to me. That sound of that is um I'm I can't wait to try that one out as well. Oh good. Excellent. But, you know, I think this one, though, you know, with the Invicta shape in the Vanguard um, is just, it's very accessible, even, you know, it's not so far on that spectrum of, you know, a singles paddle or attack paddle that just an average person wouldn't, wouldn't average recreational player wouldn't benefit. You know, you've got that little extra reach, mm. you know, especially if you have a long day of dinking, <laughs> that little extra reach matters. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, those three shapes... I would encourage people to try them out. I mean, they're, you can't really go wrong. The Epic shape has been around for a very long time now, since the beginning of Selkirk. I believe, I think that like the 300A series and the 200, uh, I can't remember. It's going going back in the Wayback Machine. Yeah, God, that's going back, isn't it? Jeez. It's a classic pickleball shape. Between that and the S2, I, I love the massive hitting area that the S2 offers. It's just a great blocking paddle. It's a great dinking paddle in that massive sweet yeah. spot. 
you can you can honestly generate a decent amount of power just because of that kind of effect that you get from that large hitting area. Well, good man. Oh, well, I'm almost uh, almost tempted to try this S2 myself now. <laughs> but, uh, I think I've tried them all except for maybe the S2. I think I've even tried the Epic, but I'm always uh, concerned. Anything that might be too good. I, I don't want to um, risk moving away from my lovely Maxima. Uh, oh, okay. I would my see baby. It. Yes, I understand. Can I ask a little bit about it, just in terms of kind of the rounded shape that the Maxima? You know, of course, I have a Maxima or two in my in my geek lab. Yeah, sure. Does it retain that rounded aerodynamic shape of the uh, Maximas of old? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it it maintains the the rounded head. Um, it's a slightly wider. Mm. Uh, rounded head so uh 16 and a third or 16 and two thirds sorry is the the length and the width seven and a seven and a third Mm. so it's it certainly um it has from the sort of top up you can definitely notice it's still a classic maxima shape the throat is a little different because we've lengthened the handle out because i am I'm, I'm actually a bit of a fan of some two-handedness as well i was just going to ask about that i wanted to know about the grip and yeah. if you adopted that because so many players are now yeah i mean from tennis i always had a two-handed backhand uh, i never mm. i never felt fully comfortable with the uh the previous generation maxima grip length so I wanted to get at least another half an inch to an inch or so of area there to play with, and I'm just loving it. It's so much fun. It it kind of ends up being um, well for me. It it has it has just so much power and spin to work with. But now uh, some much much needed defensive capability and sort of versatility with the with the hands, uh, having enough room for two hands on the back end. Mm, so that's... I'm I'm excited for you to try. It. I'm really curious. Um, yeah, what I you can't think wait. About it. I mean, I've I've added two. You know, I actually am not adding it in the same way that some players are. Like, I'm not using it. I just can't generate enough quick power with it. You know, with a two-handed backhand. Um, what I use it more for is, and Riley has mentioned this to me as well, is a benefit of the two-hander that not everyone always thinks about, which is its uh, defensive capabilities. You know, mm. when somebody's hitting hard at you. Or you're trying to dig out that, you know, just nasty smash that you had to defend, um, you know, at three quarters court or or full court, you know, and if they've just hit this meteor at you and you're trying to hit a drop on that, you know, just adding that second hand sometimes can help you handle that just a little bit easier mm. in that scenario. And then as well was some two-handed dinks. If I really want to be precise with my backhand dink, I will add the second ah. hand. So not not in some of the traditional ways um, <laughs> that, that you might, or advantages that you might hear of with no, it. But that's, that's good to know. And I have some, once in a while, I will experiment with two-handed dinks. And the one thing I notice, and usually why I do it, um, is because I know it forces me into moving my feet so much more. Um, you know, mm. you don't have the luxury of, you know, standing and reaching, um, whereby, you know, maybe later in the day you feel like, ah, that's all I've got in me. I'm just going to kind of hope for the best on this one. <laughs> if you're using yeah. two-handed, um, you know, your comfort zone is is smaller and you've got to work harder to get it into, get your body into a good position. And in the end, once you've done that, um, you're going to much be, you're going to be much more likely to play an effective shot anyway, just being in that better position. Sure. Can I ask you a question about the uh, two-handed backhand? Yeah, go for it. 
you know, in terms of dinks on the topic of two-handed backhand dinks, and this is something I see Riley doing that so few players are doing, especially if they're only using one hand, is Riley actually has a top spinning dink on the backhand side, which mm. I've found tremendously difficult, if almost impossible, to hit a one-handed backhand dink yeah. um, consistently. You know, I've, I practiced with it a little bit, trying to hit it. You know, usually it's either a flat dink or a slice, a really good slice dink is, you know, on the backhand side, but topspin has eluded me with one hand. And um, yeah, I've noticed that I can hit a two-handed topspin, um, you know, like, of course, Riley is hitting those great attacks where he's hitting those low balls and just topspinning so much on that mm. two-handed backhand side. Talk to me about your experience with that. Yeah. Like, are you able to hit a one-handed topspin dink backhand side? I find it, yeah, more more difficult uh, with the one hand. With with the two-handed backhand, as long as I get my body low enough, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I find it much easier given that left hand. Uh, for me, I'm a right-handed player. So um, that left hand being, you know, further down the grip um, and being... Uh, it being a wrist position that allows me to really hinge that wrist backwards easily, and I and I allow my right hand to go very, very weak in terms of who's running the show out of the two hands, um, and then I can sort of start to feel mm-hmm. like I'm playing a, uh, a kind of a topspin forehand with my left hand, and the right hand is still there for the ride, but um, the left hand can really take over and start sort of massaging mm-hmm. the ball. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a doable mm-hmm. shot with the two-handed backhand dink and, it, and it's something i think um not enough players are sort of experimenting with because they i think most people feel like the sacrifice in reach um is going to be too much but you know i think it's uh, it's something whereby your feet will figure out how to get you there if they're forced to oh. um, and your your options your the kinds of shot selections available to you might indeed be you know worth it um if you at least give it a go so you kind of you kind of burn the ships on the on the one-handed backhand and just then you have to go for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was too much of <laughs> too much of a stretch from that metaphor. But yeah, nah, that's fine. <laughs> Where the show is all about metaphors, analogies, Ooh, puns. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes double entendres. So. Uh, double double handed. Um, t- no, <laughs> oh, oh, nice well, work. I'll try to tie right. it back together. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for your time, mate. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate you giving your two cents. Um, obviously, we're all hopeful that the launch is going to be as successful as it should be. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a difficult time for the world and for pickleball. Mm. And I think this is going to be a bit of a, a shining light for a lot of people out there that have been waiting for you know Selkirk's next big thing. This is um, yeah. it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. Let me just say one more sure. thing before I, I sign off, which is that, you know, of you know, I've obviously worked with a lot of companies and, you know, one thing I want to mention about Selkirk in general is that I have such a high degree of a, of a trust factor built with them at this point, um, to where I know how much work they put into their products. I know, you know, from their bags to their shirts, anything that they produce is, um, top notch. I don't even have to see it. I don't have to play with it. If I, if they tell me there's something new coming out, I know. I know it's a home run um, because of just their their passion for the sport and their their wisdom and their their leadership and their team that they built, you know, from you um, as coach of Team Selkirk to, you know, the players, some of the players that they have, everything is just um, top notch. And uh, so just to 
pay a long-winded compliment there <laughs> but well you're very kind and uh like I, I agree with your your sentiments there um they're a fantastic bunch so i i love doing this podcast and it's been so good to have you on to talk to us about the uh the paddle uh, yeah. we'll, we'll do it again soon we, we can make this a regular thing jeez that would be fun i am the paddle geek so you are the paddle geek yeah i appreciate it morgan it's been a blast All right, mate. Well, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Say hi to the family. And uh, we'll see you on the court soon. Will do. Thanks, Morgan. All right. Cheers, mate. Take care. Honestly, I was a little nervous about that. But he appears to be a big fan of the paddle. So that's a win. Okay, folks. It's time to wrap things up and put a little bow on it. The Vanguard Hybrid will be released in three shapes on Tuesday the 30th of June. Those shapes will be the Epic the S2 and the Invicta. The Vanguard Hybrid specialty shapes like the Maxima, the Mark VI and the Omni will be released in October. Watch out for that Maxima, it's going to be a game changer. The Vanguard Power will be released in the Epic, the S2 and the Invicta in August, while the Maxima, the Mark VI and the Omni Power will be released in October as well. Each paddle will be priced at $200 US dollars. That's a price point befitting of the game's most premium paddle. I find that a lot of people ask me about paddles, uh, either during a lesson or at a tournament, and they want to know if a particular paddle is going to be right for them, or if the one they're using is, uh, is right for them. And I'll often respond in the same way. Sunshine, it's probably not the arrow, it's the archer. That said, I tell you, it feels great to have the best arrow in the business. I'm Morgan Evans, and this has been More or Less Pickleball, the Vanguard Special. Well, actually, I guess it's probably been, you know, entirely pickleball this time around. Oh well, more shenanigans next time. Take it easy, folks. sound on your on your end of things i tell you this could this could be top five sounding audio of all time uh well i, I borrowed my wife's handy uh h6 recorder so i've got some pretty nice podcasting equipment that is not mine but i will use it <laughs> you can take credit what's what's her is yours yeah exactly <laughs> you you know you made you made the relationship work therefore you know you have uh, rights to podcasting equipment that's how it works yeah i think i think we wrote that up